that I always look at like the future. Like I'm very, very forward thinking. So I look at what do I think this could be? And like now I'm like so confident in it. I know that it could be a giant company. I know that it could be a company that gets acquired one day and have like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of users on it. Like I see that. And so I'm like, what do I need to do to get to that point? Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How is everybody doing today? Good morning, happy Thursday. I'm actually recording this the day it's going live. It's currently 12.20 in the morning, but you know what? I'm really happy and I'm really happy tonight able to do this for you guys. I've been meaning to do it for quite a little while, but I... Just I was having a rough week, so I jumped on a Zoom call with one of my influencer friends from LA who actually has been on the podcast before, Gigi, aka Gigi Trend. So if you haven't listened to our episode, go check it out. But we did a two and a half hour Zoom call just to vent and catch up and hang out. And me and her have so much in common. And we didn't even realize truly how much when we until we started like really like diving deep. And it was just such a good heartfelt conversation with the soul sister that I didn't know I needed. And then I've been chatting about some really exciting stuff, which I will share with you in a quick second. But I wanted to introduce this week's episode. It has been highly anticipated. It is the episode everyone's been waiting for. I'm finally having Natalie Barbu on the podcast, and I can't wait for you guys to hear our conversation. She is my boss. She is one of my closest friends. She's another soul sister of mine, and I love Natalie so much. If it wasn't for her, this podcast would never have started, so shout out to her, and I'm not going to give it away. I want you guys to listen to the episode, but really fast suck and sweet of the week my suck of the week is just that my mental health has really been kind of in the toilet lately but there's just a lot going on in my personal life with my healing journey and you know I just got to focus on the bigger picture which I'll be doing a podcast episode on soon and just being really really grateful for the fact that I do get to go to therapy and heal and learn from my trauma and grow and that I've grown so much and that I I am a very resilient person even though sometimes I don't want to have to be so resilient all the time but my resilience and my courage and my bravery and my vulnerability are some of my best qualities so I guess it's not all bad um, so yeah that's my suck of the week and my sweet of the week is that I officially graduate in 87 days. I applied for graduation this week and I was planning my bar trip with my friend. We are looking into a European summer vacation and if you have any places that you recommend or tips and tricks on how to do Europe on a budget, please, please send them my way. I've been to Europe before, but she hasn't. So we're trying to find a way to get to do stuff that she needs to do to do Europe, like cities like London, Paris, Italy, 
you know, I've done those before, but I'd be willing to go again if I get to do some of the newer places that I want to go. But that means a bigger, more expensive trip to be able to do both. So if you have any ideas, please, please let me know. But yeah, so that's my sweet of the week. I am so, so close to graduation and being so close to graduation, just knowing I am one step closer to achieving that bigger picture and starting to live in that reality instead of just dreaming about it and just focusing on that has has really helped me this week. Like I said, I don't want to give this episode away. I really want you guys to listen because we really talk about so many amazing things. We talk all about Rella Social, how I got my job at Rella. I finally share just how I did it and we laugh. We share just of how mess we are as a friendship but why it's so beautiful and the amazing things that we've learned working together and being friends the last eight months and her journey as an entrepreneur starting as a youtuber at 15 engineering all of that okay okay i'm done i'm not going to give it away anymore go listen to the episode i really hope you guys love it without further ado meet one of my closest friends natalie barbu hi natalie how are you Hi, I'm good. This feels so weird, like doing a podcast with you because we have so many casual conversations. So it's fun doing this. Yeah, it, I was like, I wanted to disclaim that this is going to be a hot mess, but I'm very excited for this conversation um, because everyone has asked me, like, how did you get involved with Rella and how did I meet you? Because, you know, you're this big YouTuber and everyone and like, I'm nobody. So they're like, how did you do this? And I've been wanting to have you on. We know this. We've been talking about this for literally months. And everyone who listens knows that you are the reason why I started a podcast to begin with. So I'm really excited to have you on. Well, first, you're not a nobody. Never say that again. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm so excited to be on it. And I'm honestly honored that I inspired you to start a podcast but I feel like you were meant to start a podcast like you have a very like podcast personality if that makes sense like you like asking questions you like to like in like ask people about their lives you know I feel like that makes for a good podcast host because I've been on some podcasts where the interview was just very awkward and you know you can tell it's like I try really hard (laughs) is this what you're meant to do yeah I try really hard for it to be like the the well you know like on the back end like I had a hard time coming up with a name and I was like I don't know I don't like interview style like I don't mind listening to them but that doesn't sit well with me as a person so I want it to be just like you and I have a million conversations all the time like literally right before this and I want someone to just it's like they're all fly on the wall during those conversations. Like that's what this is. So before we jump in to how I met you and how I started working at Rella, I wanted to talk a little bit about your background. So you started on YouTube over a decade ago. We were teenagers. You we were literal like children. And when we started YouTube and you decided to go to college for engineering, you were an industrial engineer, right? Yep. Can you talk a little bit about going to college for engineering what that was really like and how YouTube and engineering together kind of catapulted you to where you are now yeah so I did start over a decade ago which I've been saying I've started 10 years ago for so long but now it's 2022 so it's like about to be 11 years which is really weird so over a decade sounds good um but yeah I started then 
started doing like beauty fashion videos. And so I always thought I actually wanted to go into fashion in college. So I remember asking my parents, I was like, I want to go to school for fashion. I want to apply to Parsons and like FIT and like all of these like fashion schools and like um the fat it was FIT is in New York or LA. The one that was in LA. Yeah, FIT and Parsons are in New York, FITM is LA. Just I wish I would have known that I could do a fashion major in college. Like you even you knew that, even though that's not ultimately what you pursued. Like I didn't even know that. And I wish I would have been able to do that. Yeah. So I was like, I want to go to one of those schools. And my parents were pretty much like, no, like, that's just not what you're going to do. Like, we are not paying for something like that. Like, we don't want you studying that. And I mean, I feel like it's like that immigrant mentality of like, you go to school for like a good job and like a good degree and all of that. And just like fashion was did they didn't think of that as like something that you could get a job in after school. Definitely not the case, but that was just like in their minds. Um, so I wasn't, I was like, okay, fine. Then I won't go to school for fashion, but so engineering is definitely a stretch from that, but really I was like, okay, well, I want to go to school for something then that I can own my own business at the end of the day. Cause I always want to own my own business. And my parents also didn't really encourage me to go into business either. They were like, no, don't do business. That's what everyone does. You should go into engineering. So I considered engineering because they were both engineers. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try industrial engineering because that's like the business engineering. But if I don't get into industrial, then I'm like not doing engineering. Like I don't want to do like mechanical or civil or anything like that. So I ended up getting into industrial engineering at state, ended up doing that. And honestly, I don't regret it at all. And I really like it because it challenged me a lot. And even though I don't use it today, I think it really challenged like the way that I think and like solve problems and like thinking critically. And I'm sure you can relate with law school. It's not like you're using what you learn, but it's just like, I feel like whenever you put yourself through something that's difficult and you end up like graduating and you end up finishing it, it's like, wow, I did that, you know? And like, that's so awesome. And like, that's literally how it feels. And we were talking about this, I think yesterday, like school doesn't teach you anything, but the skills you learn while you're in school even if you end up not doing what you went to school for, which most people don't, the skills you learned help you in little ways that you don't even realize that they're helping you in your day-to-day life. And that's why I said like it catapulted you to now because the things that you're doing now, and we'll get to that in a second, like the skills you learned in college through running your own business on YouTube, through studying case studies of these businesses in school, things like that teach you so much. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like really happy that I did do that. Um, and then I ended up obviously graduating. I got a job at Accenture, which is like a consulting firm out of school. And I was able to quit nine months later to do social media full-time. So I started making money on social media and started like making more money on social than I was at my full-time job. So I was able to quit that and do my full-time job or do social media full-time. And I never like just wanted to be an influencer. Like I always wanted to do something else. And always like since I was in high school, I was like, I want to start my own business one day. And so I started like coaching content creators and I don't really like the word coaching, but I mean, it was a consulting coaching, whatever, where we had like one-on-one calls and I would kind of help them like with their social media and help them start like treating it like a business and like giving them tips and tricks and all of that stuff and like encouragement and, and things like that. And so I started doing that and that was 
incredible. I loved, I loved talking to people one-on-one. I loved helping them out. It was like the best thing. And so then I started working with brands where I started like an agency, if you will, where it was, I was working with brands, helping them with influencer marketing campaigns, helping them find influencers, still working with influencers on the side. I had my Patreon, like all of that stuff. Um, and then I realized during that time, I was like, why is there no management tool for influencers that are doing this like a business? Like, why are we using like random tools like Excel and ClickUp and Trello and and notes on our phone and like all of Google Drive and all of this stuff that like I felt was very inefficient and, and I wish that there was something more efficient for content creators specifically. And so that's kind of where the idea for Rella came about. I was like, okay, this needs to happen. So that's kind of how I had the idea of Rella. And now here we are a year and a half later um, after I had that idea that Rella, the MVP is out in the world. That's so crazy. And it's just even more crazy because I've been working with you for eight months or almost eight months. July is when we started and that's when we met. That doesn't feel like it's been that long. It really doesn't. And I tell you this pretty much every day or at least once a week. I'm like the amount of growth that I've seen as a, as a person, like my personal life and also just like my skills, like the things, and I was telling you today, like the skills that I'm learning in different classes, they're, they'd help me be a great lawyer, but they're helping me every day in what I'm currently doing at Rella, which is a lot of what you just said, working with brands and influencers and managing brand campaigns. And that's my role. So back to Rella. So you had the idea a year and a half ago, you had an agency, you had the, the back infrastructure, you, you knew what your, the problem you were going to try to fix, you knew what that was, but you didn't know how to go about it. And I think that's a big thing. It's like, how do you, okay, I have this idea now, what do I do? So can you talk a little bit about the process of building the app? I've gotten to see it behind the scenes, which is even more cool, but I, to share with what that process is like for people. Yeah. So the first thing that I did was I started like researching how to build an app and no idea. Like I had literally no idea how to do it. I was like, can I do it on my own? Like, no, I knew I, I knew I needed like developers. I knew I needed a team. I was like, how much does it cost? Like I didn't even have ballpark. Like someone could have told me a thousand dollars and someone could have told me $200,000. And I would have been like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like I literally had like no clue what it took. Um, so I started researching that and like, there was this one calculator that was like, Oh, an app like that is going to cost you $60,000, you know? And like, it's, it's all relative, you know, it all depends on who you work with, but I started researching how to do it. I started putting together a list of like everything that I wanted relative be and like how I wanted it to look like, and like what I wanted it to feel like for the user and what I wanted it to do. And then I started looking for developers. So I was like, I'm just going to start getting quotes from people because I want to know from these actual people, like how much this is going to cost. And at first I thought I was going to do everything on my own. Like I didn't need co-founders. I was like, I'll outsource the development. Um, and then I want to be like the only person. Cause I didn't think I needed co-founders and I was super naive with like what it took. I didn't even think at this point that this would be a startup. I thought it would just be like a small business. I had no idea like the scale that this could be. And so started researching um, and I started talking to random developers on like random websites and they were quoting like very high amounts. And they were also saying things like, or not saying things, but it just felt like they were doing like a job for a project. And that was it. You know, it's like, okay, give me the, give me my scope of work and I'll give it to you in two months or whatever, in a month. And like, that is what it felt like. It didn't feel like they were invested in the business at all, that they cared about the business at all. Like they did not give a 
crap about what I was building. You know, it was just like a project, like client relationship. And so I didn't have a good feeling with that. I was like, I feel like this can be hard to like build. Like what if I'm wasting my money on these people? And so then I had asked a mutual friend or a friend of mine. I was like, do you know anyone who develops apps? And so that's when he was like, yeah, a friend of mine actually has a software consultancy. Um, And so he gave me Connor's number. And so that's how I met Connor. And I talked to Connor on Zoom that day. I remember I texted him and like that night we were on a Zoom call and he was pretty, I told him about Rella, walked him through like the sheet that I made with like everything I wanted it to look like. And he was the one that I felt was the most like into it. You know, it was like, he actually liked the idea and like, he was excited about it. I was going to say, I think just that, that like right there, what you said, like I texted him and that night you jumped on a zoom, like you found someone who like, okay, like they have the same passion and goals and like, they're interested in this. And I think that's the key ingredient. Like it, it, it probably wouldn't have, I mean, we don't know, but like, it probably wouldn't have been the same with someone else. Like, but you knew right then and there because like that night they're like all right let's jump on it let's talk about it let's start putting things into action and when you really want something that badly like it kind of all just and it's meant to be it all falls into place I think that's that 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 right there was like a sign that like okay like this is the right person for this role exactly so that I already had a good feeling with that um and so and he was also like I can't give you a quote right away because like I don't know every single detail of what this is going to entail so like we have to talk about it a bit more, but he had like a plan of like how it was going to work, like next steps. Okay. We have some designers on the team that can help blah, blah, blah. You know, it was just like a very easy conversation. And it was, I felt the most comfortable with him out of the other people that I talked to for development. And I also liked that, you know, I had a friend in common. So what, like I trusted my friend's judgment, you know? And so we had mutual friends like Connor and I knew a lot of the same people. And so we went to the same school. We're also all the same age, which helps. Yeah. Like we all get along. We're friends. We're, co- we're, you guys are co-founders, you know, you were business associates first, but you're also friends and that's how we are too. And I'm friends with them as well, even though they're my bosses too, you know, it's like, because we're all the same age. Exactly. And like, we're such a small team, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's how we met. And then from there, we just started working together and then, uh, few months later, I don't remember exactly how many months later, I think it was like January. So maybe like three months later, they proposed working together as like a partnership. They were like, we don't, we want to leave like consulting. We want to like really work full time on one project. We really believe in your project. Um, we want to do this full time. And so I was like, okay, I need to think about it. You know, I didn't, cause I wasn't expecting to have co-founders. Um, and then that was like multiple co-founders. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I need to think about it. But the more I thought about it, I was like, I cannot do this alone. Like there's literally no way I can do this alone. So I ended up, you know, saying, yeah, let's do this. And yeah, from there we started working together. It's funny too, that they had a software consultancy. Like you guys kind of had a similar background as well, which I think like, this is just a random thought right now, but I think it kind of even more so why you guys are meant to work together and work together so well, because they understand very well firsthand that consultancy side of it too. So I think exactly. that's really cool. I wish I, I, I'd, I'll try to see if they ever would want to come on. That would be another hot mess of an episode, but I'm, I really would love to dive in with them. And like, for people who want to do software development or learn more about what that entails or the tech world is booming right now, everyone's building apps. Like it's, it's a good industry to be in. So maybe people want to get into that, but yeah. So yeah. So you, 
had now you had two co-founders so it's you three you have two designers and then I'm your next hire which is what or no Louis and then me so that's crazy that it it all happened so fast because that was January to last year and then I came on in July and it all just happened really fast and I want to hear the side like the story from your perspective and then I'll share my perspective because I think I don't know I, I I we talk about this all the time but like I the way that you perceived my DMs and the way I perceived that were very different, but it's just funny now. So I remember that I, at the time I wasn't looking for anyone to hire, like we were not hiring. So I remember that you had DM me, I think about like this, like research thing I was doing. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Like I did like a creator economy, giant document, um, about all about the creator economy and like where Rella fits in. And I think you had DM me if I could like send it to you because you were doing where I found my sources or something like that. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, let me send this to this girl. But then I just like totally forgot. Like I had like marked it as like, I read this, I'm going to send this to her. Newsflash. I have to text her in three different places for anything. Like, it'll be like Slack, click up, text message, email. Did you see this? Did you see the Slack message that talks about this email? I am like, so I, now I, I, I expected that the first one wouldn't have gotten anything, but it's just funny. Like I'm now. so bad at responding to things because I, I don't like taking time. Like if I'm like doing one task, I don't like taking time to like respond to something. So I will like finish an entire task, finish something before I like look at my email or do all of this stuff. But Anyways, yeah, so I remember you were sending, you sent that and then I didn't respond. And then you had, you said something else about like hiring, like you're a law student. And like, if you guys are hiring, I'd love to like work with you. I think that's what you said, right? I need to scroll back. Honestly, one day, that's a lot of messages, but one day I'm going to scroll back and I'm going to look. I don't remember that. I, so I was writing, I was doing research for my expository, like preliminarily researching I had come across you somehow I think through some podcast that you were a guest on I came across you I saw that you had posted that document I was like oh like I can talk to her and like get sources for this paper and then I followed up like I think you I might have seen you on another podcast or I had started following you on YouTube and I asked you something and I don't remember the part about hiring. I knew you guys weren't hiring and I wasn't looking for a job. Like I never was looking for a job. So I don't remember if I said anything about hiring or I might've been like, Oh, like something about like, congrats on hiring or like, I I don't know. I don't remember me being like, I would want to work here. I think it was like about something else, but I, I sent you another DM and then I still think you didn't respond to that one. I think it was like four DMs or something. Like it might've been. It was like at least three. Yeah, it was like three or four DMs. And then I finally responded. And then we were like, okay, let's set up a call. And I remember you were like, I was like, when are you free? And you're like, oh, I'm free tonight. And it was already like eight o'clock. I was like, oh, (laughs) I was like, no, 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 not tonight. (laughs) I was like, I am back out of work. I just, I like to make it as easy as possible for people. And I was working at a law firm and- so I, you know, I couldn't do it from 8.30 to 5.30. I ended up doing it anyway, but I like needed to do it after work hours. So that's why I was like, I can do like tonight. I can do like other days. And I, I didn't think it would be like that night, but I just wanted to put that out there in case, just because again, I wasn't thinking this was like anything major. I just, it was like a, 
I would like to pick your brain. So I was like, it, it can be super informal. So it was just like, I'll put out times there and see what you say back and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just remember that. And I was like, okay, she's eager. Like, that's good. Um, and so then we met up for a call and I was like, okay, yeah, we need help with like sourcing influencers. Um, and at this time we were working on like this kind of like thing that we should have never worked on. It was like some matching thing for like influencers and brands that just like did not work. And it was not a good idea, but we were like, we need something in the world Like we need to put a product out there. So we put out something that wasn't good. Um, and so, yeah, that was a lesson learned, but that's at first what we needed, we, what we needed help for. And then also help for like, um, the con the influencers that we do have, like helping them with brand deals and stuff like that. So that's how we met. But I always say like, I would so much rather hire someone like that, that did like DM me or emailed me than hire someone that applies to like a LinkedIn job posting because it shows your personality more and it shows that you actually want to work for Rella specifically rather than you are just applying to a million jobs on the internet. And not that there's anything wrong with that because everyone applies to a million jobs and like, that's normal. But I wanted, we're such a small team that like, I want someone that wants to work for us, you know, and like, because I want to have that like really, really strong company culture. And I don't, and even like with the developers, you know, like when I was talking to all, the, all of these other developers, it was like, I could tell that you don't really care about what I'm building. And I want someone that like cares about what I'm building, even if it is just like a client relationship. Yeah. Personality is so important and we complement each other very well. We all do like the whole team really does work. We fit together so well. But yeah, I remember we jumped on two calls within like a week or two. The first one was just like a clarity call, like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And you, we, we hit it off and I was at work like on Zoom. And I remember, I don't know if it was the first or second call. Cause like the first call went really well. And they were like, oh, like, I think maybe would you like want to work here? Like, I think you'd be a great fit here. And I was like, I mean, I'm not really looking for a job, but like I'm interested in learning more. So then we had a second call and I don't know if that one or the first one, but my boss interrupted us and I was like, please hold. I remember like, I that. Actually work. I need to go actually do something with my actual legal clients and then I'll come back. Um, it was like quick, but then I came back and this, I think that was the second time because we then talked, you know, hiring me and what that was going to look like. And yeah, my role has changed so much, especially since launched in the last two months, but really like what I was hired on at first, like only sub a small part of that is still what I do today. And it has changed so much more since then. And I think I want to talk a little bit about that, how quickly, so that's like the story of how we met and how we started working at Rilla. But then I want to talk a little bit about how quickly things have changed. Like you, you know, you hit the ground running, you made all, you made these hires, you're starting to build this product you have you know you you want to solve the problem of an all-in-one creator tool for management that's your goal you're starting to think about how to go about it you guys are developing this app in the very very early stages of it at this point like when I came on there was no like real app which is crazy but it's so much has happened in such a short amount of time like can you talk a little bit about how quickly things change and how adaptable I think you have to be yeah so Things definitely change very, very quickly. And I think that that's one thing, like hiring, why I like hiring in more non-traditional ways, because people that are wanting to work for the company 
are fine with their roles changing a bit more than being like, whoa, that's not what I signed up for. It's just the nature of startups. And, you know, obviously sometimes I wish that it was more like structured, but, but at the same time, I feel like it makes us so close having it be like, okay, all hands on deck. We're all doing what we need to do. Um, but yeah, I feel like the the nature of startups, is just the role changes so much. Like my role changes, I feel like every single day, it's like a different thing that I'm doing and like something else that I'm working on. And like Natasha's role has changed a lot and she's added a lot. Um, everyone, like everyone's role has changed a ton, but I think that's kind of like the good part of being on in a startup. And you have to be like wanting to do that. Cause I know we had hired you for obviously helping with influencers, which you do. But I was like, listen, we need help with PR also. And I know that you're good at outreach and you're bubbly and your your personality is great for it. And you can like help me with this. So like, if this is something you want to do, let's do this, you know? And so I feel like you're more like influencer coordinator slash like PR coordinator now at Rella. Yeah. Uh, we haven't actually talked about the title, but yes, that is what I think what I do. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to note that that's the, yeah, it is the nature of a startup. And I, I agree, I think, and I see it every day with lawyers and law students, like they think that there's this set path and you are being hired for this one job. And if it doesn't fit the the nicely prepackaged position that they think that it's going to be, or that they've expected that that's what they're going to do with the degree that they have if it's so scary to them because it's new like they don't want it or they're not or they're just not a good fit and I think yeah coming in like if someone were to hire like be hired through LinkedIn you know they're they're going to look at just the the job description and they're going to be like when you throw something like hey like you'll text me randomly like hey can you do this for me and I'm like yeah sure like what am I doing like can you help me a little bit more And we just, we figure it out together and we run from it. And that person might be like, that's not what I signed up for. Like, that's too much work. I don't want to do this. Or, you know, it could be late on a Thursday and like launches in two days. And they're like, I don't have time for that. Like I have this dinner or this to go to or whatever. So I think being adaptable was really important in a startup and also being willing to, to grow and expand and change and like how it, it also, yeah, I like that you said that it makes us stronger. We're in the thick of it. Isn't our team call called all hands on deck? Yeah. All hands. That's literally (laughs) what it is. We're all just, we're in the trenches together, which I think makes it really fun and also really special. Um, yeah. So you've learned so much about building a startup. You didn't even really think that this would be a startup when it started what has that been like navigating entrepreneurship? You've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. You always were in a way from 15 years old, but now you have built multiple businesses, successful businesses. And now you're putting all of that expertise and energy into a startup, but this has challenged you in more ways than everything else put together. What have you learned being an entrepreneur? And like, what is it really like to build a startup and run a startup? Yeah. So I didn't know anything about the startup world. I never was interested even in like Shark Tank or anything like that. Like didn't know anything about VCs Didn't know anything about fundraising. Like I always knew about businesses from like a small business perspective, never from like a startup perspective or like a bigger company perspective. So I always thought I'd work with just like a small team. I didn't think I would ever have like a legit team around me or like co-founders or anything like that. I never thought I'd have to fundraise 
um, didn't know anything about that, but I think it's just like, I just got thrown in and I will say like Connor and Nick helped a lot with that. They helped me see the potential of what Rella could be. And like, no, 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 this is going to be huge. Like we need to like raise money. We need to build a team. We need to, you know, like I would have never done that. Like I, or maybe eventually I would have, but they were the ones that were like, yeah, we're going to hire like Tess, Natasha and Louie. And I'm like, oh my God, what? Like, that's just like so many people, you know? And so real, and they're like, yeah, we need to raise money. And so then they started, they were like, we need to create a pitch deck. Like all of that stuff I was so unfamiliar with. So I had a lot of people that helped with that, like help push me in that direction. But also it's like everything I've learned on my own right now. Like everything has been just like a self-learning process. And I literally feel like I'm getting my NBA. Like I'm like, oh my God. Like, I think it's more valuable that way though. I truly am a firm believer that it's more valuable to learn it hands on, like really in the thick of it, doing it. And that's cool. I didn't know that they were the ones that really were like, you need to do these things. Like, this is what we need to do. We, that they were the ones that saw the potential. Like I knew they saw it, but I didn't know that they were the ones that really helps you see the, the, the vision that you have now. So that's really cool. Look, I might've thought that it could have been big, but I didn't think like the scale of what it could be. And so I think they kind of pushed me to think in that direction. So now I'm like, oh my God, yeah, of course I could have never done it without that. But like in the beginning, I was viewing it from like a small business lens and small businesses and startups are two totally different things. Like totally, totally, totally different. Absolutely how do you manage it all? Like you were, you, you got thrown in, which I think is very valuable because you, you're forced to sink or swim and you, you had to learn it and you learned it quick and you really, you're really good at it, but how do you balance it all? How do you not just time management with other products that you're doing, but just like the stress of it all navigating the learning, the startup world and how to, you know, keep your head above water sometimes, but just also, reconciling that with the vision that you have and knowing like there's a bigger picture there's a reason why I'm doing this how do you manage that yeah so I would say one thing is that I always look at like the future like I'm very very forward thinking so I look at what do I think this could be and like now I'm like so confident in it I know that it could be a giant company I know that it could be a company that gets acquired one day and have like tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of users on it like I see that and so I'm like what do I need to do to get to that point? And so I'm kind of like working backwards and viewing the future. And so like anytime I go through something that's like really difficult or like really stressful, I'm like, this is just what I need to get past to get to where I know that this could be. And so I kind of have like tunnel vision in that sense where I'm just looking towards the future. Um, And then in terms of like managing the day-to-day, I would say organization, like having my my Google calendar. Rella helps a ton with my content planning, especially like managing my YouTube channel. Like, oh my God, I did a whole like content planning session on Rella the other day where I literally drafted out every single YouTube video. So that's been really helpful. And I can like plan out when I'm going to film it and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, that has been probably the most helpful, helpful thing, like having a calendar and having systems in place that help me stay organized. Yeah. I live and die by my calendar. I my calendar and my notes app, I, I don't know what I would do without them. So I 100% feel you on that. And you mentioned you are still actively on YouTube. You, you know, so you run this company 
all of that, that that entails, which fundraising is its own full-time job. In addition to running this company and running this team, you're a full-time YouTuber, you're still creating content on YouTube and you have a few side projects also going on in real estate. And also you are a dog mom, you're in a relationship, you like manage so many different things. How do you stay sane while you do it all? And how do you manage it on a personal level? Yeah. Well, the dog mom thing, I'm like kind of more like a dog aunt now because he stays with my family. So I will say it's more like a dog aunt. Um, But the rest of it, yeah, I feel like I set boundaries for myself where I need to like log off at a certain time. Like we're recording this podcast at like 630, but like if it wasn't you, I would not be recording a podcast at 630. You know, like I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. I tried really hard to not have it be after her working hours because I know those things. Like I schedule her calendar and I'm like, I don't want you to do this right now. But with my school schedule, it just had to be. And honestly, this like we would be having this conversation over drinks ourselves anyway. So it's okay. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But like in general, like I try, I don't schedule anything past like five o'clock. Like I might be working past five some days, but like I'm not taking a meeting after that time, you know, or like I'm not working on the weekends. The weekends I really don't work like Saturdays and Sundays. I do not look at my email. I don't work. I don't do anything. And it's so nice. So having like my weekends for like my friends and like my like my relationship and and having like weeknights like past like six o'clock, six thirty. I'm like not working anymore like if I'm working past 6 30 it's a late night like I don't like working that late and I know some people are probably like what like you should be working at all hours of the day but like my mind is always on my notifications are on but I'm not like sitting down in front of my computer working um I probably have one day a week where I'm working late at like seven or eight o'clock but besides that I really try to be done by like 5 30. Yeah I do the same I mean, with school, it's a, my schedule is slightly pushed back. So like usually like my days end around seven or eight, but then I try really hard from like nine to 11 is my dinner, my watching TV, my me time. What are some ways that you relax, you take time for yourself, you build yourself back up. So you are able to do all that you are doing. Yeah. Um, I will say that I, my like me time, I love cooking dinner. So I think cooking dinner is like very like meditative for me. Um, Watching TV, watching TikTok. I'm trying to not watch TikTok though anymore at night because I can literally watch it for like three hours and then I go to bed late. So I'm trying to like read more. So I have a Kindle and I'm trying to like read more, but I've been in like a reading funk where like no book appeals to me and I love reading. Honestly, same. I'm struggling with finding a good book. I feel you on that. I like cannot find a good book. And it's not even like, it's like when, like, even if people like a book, I'm just like, "Eh, it doesn't sound good. Like, I don't want to read that. And I'm not the biggest like fiction reader. So everyone's like recommending fiction books now. And I'm like, no, I want a good like memoir. Oh, see, I'm only fiction. I don't want to read nonfiction. There's enough going on in my own head. Yeah, And I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's where I get my nonfiction podcast. And then I want to escape and like read a romance novel. Yeah, I do like reading fiction, like when I'm reading it, but like I never like seek it out and they never sound good to me before I start reading it. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I've been in a reading funk lately, but those are some things that I do to like unwind. Yeah. And also you recently moved to Miami and you have made it pretty clear that you are at least for the foreseeable future staying there, which I'm very happy about because I need friends when I move home. Um, and you're never going to get rid of me once I'm back home. <laughs> I'm going to be there all the time, but and at least we'll be able to work together in person. But 
um, you go to the beach, you go for walks, like you get your time in outdoors, which is super, super important. And your workout routine is very important to you as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Some of the, like the tools and the apps and things that you have in place to help you, you know, stay sane, stay healthy, manage stress, things like that. Yeah. So I like to break up my day with like midday walks. I don't do this every day. I haven't done it the past like week, actually, like all of last week and this week I haven't done it, but I do like breaking up my day with midday walks. I think it's like a really good way to kind of de-stress in the middle of the day. Um, and then I work out every morning for the most part, didn't work out this morning, not going to work out tomorrow because I have an early morning tomorrow, but for the most part, I, I try to work out three to five times a week in the morning. Um, and so, and then I also like going to the beach in the mornings and once a week, like on the weekends. So I'll go to the beach on the weekend to like tan, go in the water, swim. But then in the mornings, I like doing Pilates at the ocean, like right on the sand, like right near the ocean. And it is the most peaceful time ever. I literally feel like I'm like in, you know, like that girl TikTok, like that. (laughs) That's what I feel like I am when I go to the beach. I'm like, I'm the main character right now. (laughs) I am so jealous. I I'm telling you, like I I live very far from the beach, even though I live in Miami too. So I will come stay with you for one night a week. So I get to do that because I miss just like the proximity to the ocean. And I didn't realize that was so important to me. And, you know, I'm just really grateful to have people like you moving to Miami Cause you know, I had friends growing up, but they're just not in alignment with who I am now as a person. I've evolved so much and you've gotten to witness that and being around friends who are doing the same things I want to be doing are inspiring me, are motivating me, I think is super important. And you're surrounding yourself with people like that in Miami too. And before we go, can you talk a little bit about, you know, you lived in New York, you decided to move to Miami, how that transition has helped you in your career and you as a person? Yeah. So I lived in New York for one year and I thought I would never leave. Like I loved New York. I didn't think I would ever leave New York city. I thought I'd grow up there or I thought I'd like have kids there and like grow up, have my kids grow up there. And then COVID happened and I still loved New York. I was still like, no, this is the best place. It's going to bounce back, which it has. But I also started realizing, oh my God, I'm paying so much money when the rest of the world is open, New York is still shut down. I can't do anything. I'm living in a shoebox. Every restaurant, like restaurants didn't open in New York until like September, maybe August. No, not September. I think August or July is when restaurants opened. And it was at like 25% capacity. You know, like it was crazy. In the Florida, it was like April. <laughs> so I was like seeing all these. <laughs> Florida didn't give a shit. I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it was just like I started realizing how expensive the cost of living was, how I didn't, you know, I I was like, there are other places besides New York. You know, I don't necessarily need to be here. So I moved out, thought I was moving back still. I was still like, this is the best place ever. Um, And then I COVID wasn't getting better there. You know, I think it was when like Delta came and stuff. So things were shut down again in the winter and like it was not getting better. And so I was like, okay, I feel like I'm never moving to New York because I only wanted to move to New York when it was normal. So I moved, I was like, I'm going to move to Miami for a little bit, just for like a few months, you know, just get away from the cold, live there for a little bit. I didn't want to live, you know, with my parents anymore. Cause I was like, when am I going to move out? 
And so I moved to Miami just for like a little bit. And then I was like, oh no, I want to stay here. Keon moved down here to South Florida. So it just made sense for both of us and it made sense for me. And yeah, that's why I um, decided to to stay in Miami. Yeah. Petition to move Rella headquarters to Miami. (laughs) The guys would be okay with that, honestly. Honor would be more than okay with that. (laughs) 100%. Um, but yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, you are not only my boss, you have become one of my closest friends and you are someone that I can really see myself like building my life with, like as a friend, like you're my closer full of friends, like me and Keon get along well. Like I've met your, your siblings now, like we, we get along, like we can do things together on a business side and also on a personal side. And, you know, mm-hmm. you've helped me so much in my personal life and my businesses as well. Um, this being one of them. So it's just really cool to see how, how far both of us have come in eight months. And what do you see next for yourself, for Rella? I know the answer to part of that, but for, yeah, no, well, first of all, I'm, so happy that we met and like I'm so happy that you had DM me because I agree like it's like the power of a DM guys don't be afraid to slide into someone's DMs seriously um where I see Rella I see us closing our fundraising round soon and that's like all I'm thinking about (laughs) honestly I'm like we just like need to raise money and so I'm just like closing fundraising if you're interested in donating to Rella send us a DM (laughs) investing investing. donating investing however you want to help us (laughs) no but I like I know that we'll finish our round soon so we just started I was just like honestly my biggest regret is not starting earlier but it is what it is and so you know we're starting now and I'm excited yeah I'm not worried I know I mean again like going back to the beginning we all truly the reason we all work at Rella is because we truly believe in it and you and I are the ones that were influencers beforehand, but Natasha has kind of become one too. And Nick and Connor think it's really cool and they, they're so into it as well. And, you know, Gigi, our content creator, and everyone's just super, super passionate about it. And so I think there's a lot to come for us. There's, there's a big future ahead of us. And I, I just have so many marketing ideas. Like we could switch to work really fast. So we're not going to go there, but um there's so many things that we could do with Rella. And I think so many people, the more they hear about it, the more it's going to just take off because it's so such a revolutionary product. And what does that mean for you? Like per on a personal level, like this is something that your baby you put out into the world. What is it? What's it like seeing the success so far and what's to come? It's so weird. Like that. I was on a podcast the other day, her name's Sierra. And she was like, yeah, I use it to plan out my content. And I'm like, what you do? And even though I know people are using it, it's weird seeing it in action. So I thought that that was just like so crazy. And it makes me very, very excited. Yeah. You guys should have seen her on launch day. It was really cool to be together with the team finally, because we all work remotely and get to experience it together. Before we go what is your advice for someone who, you know, your path is not linear. Mine hasn't been either. Things change every day. Your role is always changing for someone who either knows what they want to do, but maybe they really don't know, or they're just doing it because it's expected of them. Like any advice for someone who probably 
either wants to be an influencer, wants to be an entrepreneur, just isn't really sure what they want to do. Do you have any advice for anyone? Try different things and don't be afraid if something doesn't work out. You know, I mean, I had an online store, I had an agency, I had so many things before I realized what I wanted to do. And like those things didn't work out and they didn't really do well. And like, that's fine. You know, I, I'm so happy that I tried them and that I learned. And like, I think, think a lot of people are just in, like, they're scared to start because they're scared to automatically fail. And then it's like, oh, well, if I fail, that's going to be embarrassing. But no, it's not. Like every single successful person has a lot of failures under their belt and none of them are failures because, you know, you learn something from them, but just try different things, try different things and see what you like and see what you don't like. And you're going to learn a lot along the process, but you're not going to learn by just researching. You're not going to learn by listening to podcasts. You're not going to learn from reading a book. Those are all good ideas to inspire you. And like, yes, of course you can like learn some things, but the biggest learning you can do is by actually executing and doing something Absolutely. yourself. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I, I like, I'm sad that we're remote and like, I we're doing this on Zoom instead of in person because I just like wish we could hang out and there's so much I need to tell you, but um, you have to go and I should probably get back to reading for class. So where can everyone find you? Plug yourself and don't worry, Rella is linked in the description. Perfect. No, um, you can find me at Natalie Barbu across all social media platforms. Rella obviously is available on the App Store, Google Play, and the iOS App Store. And my podcast is The Real Real Podcast, which Kayla will be joining in a little bit. I'm excited. Me too. Bye. Wasn't she just amazing? I know I say that about all my guests, but truly, you don't know what it means to me to be able to work with someone so incredible and so young and talented and inspirational and to call her one of my good friends and that she has given me the inspiration to inspire all of you guys which has always been something that I have wanted to do and I just didn't know how I was going to do it but she gave me the courage to just start this podcast and I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that have come my way through the podcast and because of Natalie and Rella and just the power of a DM and putting myself out there and here we are going in six months later eight months at Rella six months on the podcast and the countless memories that we have and I hope you guys enjoyed our little chat can't wait to be on the real real podcast definitely go give her a follow don't forget to subscribe to the let's get candid podcast Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave a rating and review if you'd like this episode. Join our Geneva group chat. It's on the link in my bio on my Instagram. It's a link to the show notes. Let me know who you want on the podcast next. Share if you're listening and tag us. It's the best way to grow the show. And thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for joining me on this podcast journey. 24 episodes in. And this is the one you've all been waiting for. So I hope you guys loved it. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week.